Hello, everyone. I'm Adam from Three Cut Radio, and today I have. Hey, man, how's oh, it going? As we all know, as we all know him as Scotty Rock. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> You doing, Five man? seconds in, and we're already making blunders. <laughs> it's, it's no, man, I'm sound. It's because it, it comes up, it's your name on Zoom, is it? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm, uh, I'm good, man. How are you? Hope you're well. I'm fantastic, mate. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Making blunders left and right. I'm great. <laughs> Won't be my podcast if we don't make blunders. Good, man. Good. That's what I want to hear. For those of you at home, Mr. Scotty Rock is at the gym. It's my first time uh, doing a podcast with someone at the gym. It's a bit yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping that you're not getting a lot of uh, bleed from the, the music that's in the background and you are oh, no, like, primarily, primarily just getting me. But yeah. Yeah, the music's actually not too bad. I can hear good. the old thank you right there. But yeah, it, the quality's yeah. actually pretty good. Good. I mean, you, you'll have to deal with a couple of grunts here and there because uh, I've just finished uh, some heavy squats and I'm now on to uh, glute drives. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I'll try and bash them out whilst you're, whilst you're talking <laughs> and hopefully it won't be so, uh, so grunty for people listening. <laughs> no problem, mate. This should be a fun one. <laughs> so while we're, while we're interviewing... Scotty, but we're hearing in a lot of pain in the gym. So, yeah, there's that one. Um, just, just out of curiosity, though, where did the name Scotty Rock come from? So, uh, give me two secs. <sighs> yeah, the name Scotty Rock actually came from. Uh, it was a little bit of an impromptu promo. So it was a. Uh, very early on in my training and obviously as you know part of being a professional wrestler is the ability to cut promos Mm -hmm. so it was like an impromptu promo we basically got told get in the ring be in character we want your name uh why we should book you and um who you're gonna face at this event so they wanted name date of the show, why they should book you and why people should buy tickets. And uh, me being sort of, you know, my first, maybe it was like my third or fourth session there, so I was still quite new. And I was, uh, obviously, there's nothing worse than doing anything in front of your peers. So it was just like, it was an impromptu promo of uh, who I was and why I should be booked and why you should come and see me wrestle. And yes, Scotty Rourke just came out. I believe originally, uh, I just came out and said I was Scott Rourke. But uh, that was quickly adapted because I think Scotty seems to roll off the tongue a bit more. Scotty is easier to chant. And uh, yeah, Rourke itself, um, R-A-W-K, it's what all the cool kids when I was sort of, you know, 13, (laughs) 14... It's what we used to refer to the sort of music that we listened to or like any kind of alternative music was, you know, it was rock music. It wasn't like, oh, it wasn't yeah. rock music. It wasn't, wasn't heavy metal. It was old emo kids of the MySpace days. Everything was raw XD. So, you know, alternative music was rock music. 
MySpace. Oh, we're going back some there, aren't we? Yeah. We're showing a bit of age with that one. <laughs> That's funnily interesting, enough, I, Funnily enough, I never actually had MySpace. Never I was, uh, no, I'm, I was, well, I was too young for MySpace, but a lot of my, uh, sort of the people I was hanging around with, you know, all like the grebs and the goths at the church and the ones <laughs> yeah. that hang around at skate parks and stuff, they all had MySpace. So I was down with the kids and I was in with the lingo. But yeah, I uh, didn't actually have MySpace very far myself. So you can talk to me all you want about who was in your top eight and things like that. But realistically, I don't have a clue what you're about. Um, uh, I, think, I think I was at the point, I think I was in that transition um, with MySpace where it was kind of dying out a bit. Um, I had MSN. MSN was the MySpace. days. The, that MSN were the days. Yeah, that was that was quality content right there. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to talk to your best mate, that MSN was the days. And if they didn't want, if they didn't reply to you, just nudge them until they did. Brb, off for tea. <laughs> oh, and uh, you know, webcam for webcam. Talking to your mates after school after you've been sitting in a classroom with them all day. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what you up to? Not much. You, and that was how all the conversations went. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Oh, we are. Oh, I'm feeling good talking about this now. <laughs> it took, took a turn off my space. I didn't expect. And that <laughs> yeah. <old. laughs> so yeah. Um, when are you not that you're actually in the gym? Because the past about 14 months I've been, well, it's safe to say pretty shite for everyone. But um, you've undergone a mental transition body-wise. You've got yourself into bloody great shape and a lot of that will have been working out from home. Oh, you're going to make me blush? <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, there's no two ways about it, and I'm not like, I'm not trying to, you know, be up my own ass or anything. But yeah, I've, I've undergone undergone quite a big transition, and I've undergone quite a big change, not only physically but mentally, emotionally, environmentally. Like a lot of big things have happened in this past year, and I do think it's been a case of like. Lockdown has been a prison or a paradise, depending on sort of how you've dealt with things and, and what you've made of it. So, yeah, uh, it's really given me the opportunity to sort of sit back and evaluate, you know, where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do moving forward, um, which sort of being on top of my body and, and mind and soul to a certain extent has been the top of my priority list. So yeah, it's, it's been a mad transformation physically, but it's been even bigger sort of mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of people see the physical transformation. They don't think about what it does to you emotionally and what it does mentally. Cause it, it your, your mindset completely shifts from one to the other. Yeah, 100%. And this is one thing that, so the program that I've, I joined sort of last year during the first lockdown was uh, Train with Nush. It's his 36-week physique. 
And okay. he's a big advocate of uh, mind first, physique second. Like everything follows hand in hand kind of thing. So if you if you sort of conquer your mind and you are focused, you are determined, and, and you're in a good mental space. Because tell the truth, like I, I've I've suffered with mental health issues so much, like over the past well, at least half a decade. Mm. So really being in like having that mindset shift and having something to focus on and, and really sort of seeing the benefits of my work has, has been such a positive impact of this past year. Yeah, I, I could empathise completely. I mean, I'm on my way at the moment to making a change like that. I've got some goals, some short, some not long, but mid to mid to long. Um, got some goals to hit, but... I'm going. I'm seeing Alex. Alex is my PT, and she's. I mean, when you when you have a two time it's putting bodybuilder, as your PT, she is absolutely phenomenal. You you just can't complain at all. Like we were doing yeah. on Tuesday, we were doing leg press, and I managed to get up to two thirty kilo for five reps, and that for me was just. Insanity for me, and that's mad. I mean, how, how much? How much do you weigh? Oh, uh, about eleven stone, ballpark estimate. Yeah, so I think about about eleven stone is about seventy kilos. So, leg pressing borderlines three times your body weight potentially, like, is incredible. It's it's amazing. That's the sort of thing that you should be proud of and the sort of thing you should be getting recognition for. Thank you. It's insane. It's weird for me, you know, to fathom. I I get up and I'll just be buzzing. <laughs> I'll absolutely yeah. buzzing. Like, it's 507 pounds. Like, think about the big show. I, I just beat That's you. the big show, man. It's insane. You're like, you're like pressing the big show. <laughs> it's mental. But I... My legs, the legs and downwards are absolutely fantastic for me. It's my upper body I need to work on because I'm not good at working upper body. For me, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, like a mental block. It's a heavy leg session that I'm in the middle of now. Yeah. I love leg day, though. A lot of people hate it. I'm, what, I'm the 1% that legs leg day. I'm learning to love it. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing better than, you know, your quads post-pump, but... Oh, yeah. I know that much, yeah. 100%. So, you're not long ago. You shared um, your tech talk that you did. Yes. And I, I wouldn't mind if I had something to talk about. Of course, it's something... It is some something I've looked at. With, I've, seen, I've watched a few TED Talks and I don't know how to explain it, how to get the words out. It's something I'd love to do, maybe not a TED talk, but to talk to a few, talk to people about mental health and things like that. But talking to a, a room full of people, then you must have been nervous. Like, it must have been difficult to, to go out, like, step out there. Yeah, I mean, nothing really prepares you for that. And mm. so my, the TED talk itself was about how I've dealt with uh, 
my mental health issues. I mean, I was I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression sort of from being 16, 17. And nothing triggers your anxiety like public speaking or yeah. the build-up to something new, something scary, something unknown. So, yeah, you kind of borderline have a little bit of a freak-out and a bit of a panic. But I got up there and, you know, cracked a couple of jokes, made a few people smile and eased myself into it and then spoke about my journey and where I'd been and what I'd done in regards to my own mental health and sort of, I don't know, maybe a few tips and tricks that I've found helped me um, deal with my own demons, sort of things that I've found sort of kept keep them at bay a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really cool experience and I, I felt honoured in a way that I was asked to do it. So yeah, it was a really, really cool experience. I'm a big mental health advocate because I feel as though nothing nothing changes unless you open that conversation. By opening that conversation and by creating that narrative, you uh, create a sense of, you know, uh, you create a way for people to realise that, that it is okay to not be okay and it is okay to talk about the things you're going through. Like, I say it as, as, as openly as if you, you know, if you broke your arm, you'd go to the hospital. If they prescribed you some painkillers, you'd take the painkillers for, for pain relief. So if you're suffering from a broken mind or a damaged mind, then why would you not speak to someone? Why would you not seek help that, that is going to improve your quality of life? I've said that exact same thing different wording but I've said that exact same thing on the radio I have yeah. the exact same frame of mind that you do and I agree 100% and it's it's um it's interesting when you think about the physical rather than the the tangible rather than the intangible because a broken arm or broken leg is tangible whereas mental health issues they're intangible so because you cannot physically see it, people just people just they disregard it, and it's a shame that they do, but they do. And yeah, it, it's, it's that, that thing of disregarded. No, it's that thing of people tend to suffer in silence because they don't know if other people are going to have felt the same in the past, mm -hmm. like. So I don't know, maybe like you trip and you fall and you get a bruise. Everyone knows what a bruise looks like. Everyone knows what a bruise feels like. So you're going to get some kind of, oh man, how have you done that? Like, yeah. where is mental health? Like, it's not visible. You can't see that. So the only way that anyone is going to be aware that you're suffering is by being able to sort of, you know, someone asks you, oh, how are you feeling today? And you go, actually... I'm not having the best of times, and that allows you to open up and start that conversation. Yeah. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing stronger than admitting to yourself that you need help. There's nothing stronger because you're battling with your own mind. And you're not going to win. It's insane. It's absolutely... Oh, sorry, music creeping in there. Sorry. Um... It's, it's a really difficult battle 
Because you're battling with yourself. Yeah. You're battling with yourself and you're battling with the idea that people are going to pass judgment. Yeah, exactly. Because it is quite taboo. Yeah, it's still to this day. And we're, we're, we're getting there. We are getting there, but it is still quite taboo to think about and to talk about. But yeah, it, it's something that the world as a whole is working on. But, um, yeah, and it's becoming it's becoming gradually more and more understood, especially sort of in the modern day and now that the media understand how um, important the maintenance around good mental health can be. Sadly, it takes you like for it to be at the forefront of the media, sadly. It sometimes takes a tragedy. It does. Uh, and as we know, a lot of people that suffer with mental health issues have, uh, you know, not been able to find that escape and not been able to find that way out. And uh, that's sort of where you will see it in the news. There's, uh, there's more been done for mental health awareness, I feel, in the last couple of years. Because when I started talking openly in regards to mental health, like it was still quite taboo and it was still quite not not sound upon, but just not understood. Yeah. Yeah. And people need to just take the leap to they just need to make the effort to understand. And once someone sees that you're making the effort to understand, then there you go. Like that should be. You know, like, like that's that's enough for them to understand that you trying to make an effort to, un- to understand. And they exactly, exactly, it takes um, that effort to understand. As you say, like there could be people that you see every single day, whether it's work, whether it's family, whether it's friends, and if you say, "How are you feeling?" and they go, "Yeah, you know, not so bad." And you go, okay, cool, and move on with your day. Then, you know, it's kind of brushing it off. And and it's not really, I'm not saying everyone's going to be open honest and everyone's going to speak to you and and sort of, you know, bear their demons to you and everything. But that's what I've learned. Uh, I've learned to sort of always ask people how they are twice. How are you? And they go, yeah, not so bad. And then you really ask them and you go, how are you really? And sometimes they'll look at you funny and be like, well, I just told you I'm fine. And yeah. other times, like, they'll reevaluate and they'll think and they'll be like, this person actually cares. Yeah. Yeah, because you've taken time out of your day to actually talk, to actually... There's a lot of people that's go, oh, you're all right, Bob. And usually in England, that's a greeting, especially up north. That's a greeting. You're all right, Bob. How are you doing? So when someone actually does go, seriously, how are you? Yeah. It, 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 can, it can catch them off guard a little bit. So during this, um, during this TED Talk as well, you... Sorry, that was... That music on the phone, sorry, mate. Um, sorry, it's probably... It's either me grunting or... The music peaking, you don't know. 
it's all right. Um, yeah, it was evident through the talk, through the TED talk that wrestling, pro wrestling for, for you is like a safe haven. Like, yeah, it's like an escape, and a lot of it seems that way for a lot of wrestlers as well. Like it's a way for you to get away from like Bob get not not to get away from problems in real life, but it's like a safe haven for you to rest. I can start right. I'd argue it's exactly what you said. <laughs> yeah. I'd argue yeah. it is. It is a way to escape from real life. Like I step I step into a wrestling ring and I'm not thinking of the problems that I face day to day. I'm thinking of putting on the best performance I can to the crowd that's there. Yeah. Like, they've not paid money to learn, you know, what I've done at work or sort of how shit things have been day to day. They're there to see a performance and they're there to see the best version of yourself. So if you can deliver that wrestling's like, it really is an escape from real life. And that's why, you know, performance can be the best medicine at times. Yeah. That when I go for you to show up, like, about two hours, you, I, whatever happens outside of that, uh, outside of um, that show. Yeah. It's a safe haven for a lot of people, like, not just wrestlers, but, you know, it's a safe haven for ring announcers, for referees, for, uh, you know, people that are working the lights, people that are working the sounds, wrestling fans, the crowd, just everyone is there for the same reason, and that reason is to be a part of the best possible show they can. Yeah. Yeah, it it is incredible because I mean you get so many people coming up with so many different characters and storylines, and it's just you get so immersed in the stories that they're telling you. It's, it's just incredible. So yeah, I I don't mean the wrestler, but yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, and for those few hours, you can be Scotty Rock, like you can be the person away from the person. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, especially now I'm wrestling more and more for different promotions, for different areas in the country. Like, I'm opening myself up to a new fan base. And mm -hmm. as much as the core of Scotty Rock's character is very much me turned up to 11, like, I don't know, the crowds at BWR, my hometown promotion, get a different version of Scotty Rock to say the crowds at North in Newcastle or the crowds at Tidal in Leeds or, you know, the ones that Odyssey Pro Wrestling are going to get in August or Prime Wrestling are going to get in October. Like, each time I'm re reinventing myself and no two matches are the same, no two shows are the same. I like to keep things fresh and I like to keep people on their toes. So... It's that freedom to be allowed to be whoever you want to be. That's what I love. That's exactly what I love because you can sit there in the crowd and you can tell these people in the ring are having fun, they're enjoying themselves yeah. and that's what you want to see. It's when they're having fun, it bleeds into the crowd. 
Yeah. Uh, so, I'd ask if there's anything else, if there's anything specific or anything else you'd like to say about mental health, but I think it's been covered quite decently. If there's anything you'd like to say, if anyone's struggling um, listening to this. Yeah, just, I really want to hit home again the fact that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Owning your own okayness, be it good or bad, happy or sad, being able to say, this is me and I am proud of my journey and I am proud of where I've come from. That takes balls and self-acceptance and being able to be comfortable in your own skin, your own mind, and around the people that you love and that love you. Uh, That's where the magic really happens. And, you know, if you feel as though any of your friends or family or loved ones have maybe been a little bit quiet recently or maybe have been acting out or not acting themselves or made you really question, like, hmm, something funny's going on and something's not quite right with them, speak to them. Be open and honest and ask them the questions that, you know, you may find difficult to ask and they may initially find difficult to hear. But, you know, you never know. You could save a person's life. You could save a friend's life. You could save, like, the future of someone that you genuinely care about. I'll argue with you there. Absolutely bang on. Absolutely bang on. Um, with the future of pro wrestling, with wrestling coming back, and it looking more and more, as time goes by, looking more and more promising. Do you have any goals, future goals or ambitions for the future? So I actually said that... Sorry, I'm just looking at that last set. Ooh. I don't worry about this. Uh, I actually said that uh, when wrestling returned, I didn't expect to pick up where I left off because I was just getting to a point where, you know, I was starting to get out there. My face was starting to be seen at different promotions. Mm. I was starting to wrestle uh, up and down the country. So I wasn't expecting to, as I say, pick up where I left off. And my goal for wrestling returning was by the end of, well, by the end of 2022 or during 2022, I wanted to be wrestling two or three times a month. Uh, Sounds good. Because when we left things off in 2019, I mean, I wrestled... um, I wrestled for four different promotions uh, four times in October, three in November, four again in December, and then I had a few shows here and there sort of early 2020, you know, January, February, March, and then we went into lockdown. So I said, you know, once wrestling's returned, within the year of it returning, and within maybe within a year to 18 months, I want to be at the point where I'm wrestling two or three times a month for different promotions in different parts of the country. And then I sat back the other day, and I wrote all of my dates in my diary. You know, very adults, very grown-up thing to do. I've got a diary. <laughs> uh, and I've got two or three dates every month from July. 
So I think that's incredible. Yeah, that sounds really brilliant. So I think my uh, my next goal is to wrestle outside of the UK. Oh, what do you think? Anywhere, anywhere specific? Uh, I'd love to wrestle in Europe. I'd love to wrestle yeah. uh, for promotions in Germany. Uh, I'd love to wrestle in Ireland. Uh, I'd love to wrestle in France. Um, but ideally, my my main goal, I'd love to go and wrestle in Japan. I yeah. would love nothing more than to, you know, have work regularly enough to go and do six months to nine months a year out in Japan. That'd be incredible. And then who yeah, knows, yeah. Just like the States, every young kid dreams of being a professional wrestler for big companies and the opportunities are becoming more and more sort of out there. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And who knows, one day, one day you might, you might be in America, you might be in Japan. One day, Scotty Rourke might be a household name and you might be able to see my mug on the telly. <laughs> you know, that's, that's truly the dream, isn't it? My mug is. on an action figure in a Mattel's box. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I watched wrestling as a kid. And I'd be buying one. <laughs> I'd sign it for you. Oh, he's a, he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. Well, Scotty... Is there any, do you have any social media or anything to plug? Yeah, so uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter and Facebook. I'm just at Scotty Rourke, S-C-O-T-T-Y-R-A-W-K. And on Instagram, I am Rourke and Wrestling. That's R-A-W-K-N and Wrestling. Uh, You can also follow my band on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at Orphan Band, and we just released a brand new single last week called Home Record. Uh, yeah, so you can check us all out there, and you can keep up to date with you know where I am, what I'm doing, and uh, the music that the boys are producing, and where you can catch us. And it'll all be in the description, including the band. Check them out. I implore you to. Scotty, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I apologize. All right. Yeah, not so bad as yourself. Yeah, I apologize for, uh, you know, <laughs> any, any grunts that you can hear in the background of me bashing out those reps. But I'm just trying to be in the best physical shape I can be for when wrestling returns. Hey, this is, the, this is the Scottie Rock we want in the future. See you later, mate. Thank uh, you. See you soon. Cheers, buddy.